What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on the Matt and Adam Show. With me, 50% of the hosts, Matt and Adam, our faithful, lovely, loyal, amazing, awesome co-host. <laughs> what up, Adam? Hey, man. How you doing? Glad to be here. Good. Yeah, man. Me too. Me too. So this is super exciting because we just wrapped up SWAT. And so we just, we did our first, I guess it wasn't really our first. We did like Flawless and Fear. We had a couple of mini series, but this was a, this was our, our first kind of strategic mini series, uh, SWAT. And that was really amazing. And so this is, this is our kickoff into the next one which is all about leadership, which was actually Adam's idea. And Adam very specifically had the idea where he wanted to put a lot of focus on something that's called servant leadership. And I know that there's probably some people out there that have some sort of familiarity with this, um, but it may be a foreign concept to a fair bit of our audience. Adam, what is servant leadership and why did you want to bring it up today? Oh, uh, yeah, that is probably my favorite uh, form of leadership. I think people often confuse management and leadership. Uh, leading is where you show others through your actions, your behaviors, and servant leadership is you show others through serving with your actions and your behaviors. And I feel like that is a, uh, a higher form of leadership. It's a truer form of leadership, in my opinion, because there are situations where you can be a really good leader and you can serve the folks that you're working with, but you're not doing it from a servant leadership perspective. So I, f I feel like the, the nuance with it, the difference between serving others in leadership and leadership and servant leadership is that the intention starts with how can I be of service to others? How can I help them? How can I serve others? And in that respect, you actually are able to build better relationships. You're able to uh, find a lot of uh, inner peace and gratitude for yourself. Uh, at least that, that's a, what I experienced with it. And it's, it's very humbling. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great way to ground yourself. Um, when, you know, you ever heard of that old, old saying that, um, you really don't know what you're giving until you give something to someone who can't give anything back to you. you know, I've never, I mean, I understand, but I don't return the favor. Heard that expression. That's, that's really, that's great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, you know, I didn't make it up or anything like that, but it's just something that kind of stuck with me that I, I really appreciate. Uh, because servant leadership is that you give to others and you have really no expectation of getting back from them. Uh, the reward, you know, is, is the service and the reward is the feeling that you get from that service. And so servant leadership, in my opinion, is a great uh, form of leadership. And I feel like it's, uh, it's really important to, to be able to do it through action, through, you know, behaviors and through service. So that's, that's my little nutshell of what servant leadership is. Now I know there's other people out there that probably you know, people with technical terms and sure, you know, maybe sure. like a uh, more no, I think, definition, but that's, that's, that's my interpretation. I think, I think that that's a really good interpretation. I I'm interested to, 
get your perspective. So like, I, I think that it's a good general, like we have an idea of kind of what the difference between servant leadership and, and potentially just leadership might be. Um, but I'm curious, what, what are ways that a leader can actually like put this into action? How can they serve those that they're leading? I'm sorry, I had to put a cough drop in. Um, allergies been acting up today, and that's life, baby. My throat's, yeah, my throat's a little dry, so I wanted to make sure that I wasn't, you know, hacking up or like coughing or whatever. But um, serving so, yeah, the that's, audience. That's, yeah, that <laughs> that that is kind of a tough question because I don't have the answer for other people. I can't tell people what they need to do, but in any given situation there are always opportunities to serve others. It doesn't matter if you're in a leadership position or if you are, you know, like a frontline worker, you might be in middle management, you might be in upper level management, you might be in a C-suite, it doesn't matter. The folks that I see who are successful are the ones that put other people first. They put their relationships first. Not to leverage, not to try to, you know, hey, Matt, I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> You're going to do something for me. Not that way. But uh, what I found is volunteering. I found uh, that I really enjoy doing that. I also, for example, with like my radio show or when I do other things, when I have a guest on, the focus is on them. You know, so inherently, the show is my show. And it's going to, you know, I'm going to have, you know, parts of the conversation where I talk about stuff that I'm doing. And inherently, it's going to, you know, come up in a natural conversation, or at least you would hope so, uh, because, you know, you don't want it just to be one-way communication. But I try to put the focus on my guest. And I, so I try to serve them in a way that, you know, I'm asking them about what they're doing, what kind of projects are they working on, what are their thoughts or their beliefs or whatever. And it, I feel like it's it's one of those things, too, where if you take a genuine, like we were just talking with the, the SWOT analysis, you know, just kind of taking stock of, you know, what, you know, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, opportunities, threats, and trends, you, you make a mental catalog of what those things are. So when you're in the mode of servant leadership, you can ask questions like, well, what, what does this person need? And how do you, how do you do that? You, I could say, Matt. You know, I know that you're working on your training programs. You know, what can I help you with? Or what's an area that, you know, you have, are finding like a challenge, you know, that you, you maybe need some help with? And I might not even have the skill sets to be able to help you. But if I approach it from that angle of how can I help? How can I serve this person? How can I try to make their life a little bit better? you know, from that interaction. Um, I feel like that's servant leadership. And then it's also, you know, leading from the front. You know, you can't just, you know, ask people, well, what do you need, Matt? And then you say, well, Adam, you know what I really could help use help with is some, you know, social media boosts. I could really use some help with, you know, somebody who comments on my stuff and helps me out with that. And then I say, oh, well, that's great. That's great. And then I just don't do it. That's, you know that's what I mean? good to know. Good luck with that. <laughs> Right, right. It's like, well, you know, that kind of thing. So I feel, I feel like the, the, the action part is, is also important with servant leadership because, you know, you can have great intentions and, you know, you can do whatever, but 
if you're going to truly serve someone else and try to help them with what they're working on, you remove yourself from the equation of, you know, what's in it for me, right? And you put it, it back on, well, what do they need or what's in it for them? How is this going to help them? You know, and you ask them, you know, you, you, you find out from them and then you take action to help them with that. Like if you said, I need a million dollars, I know I can't help you with that. I know that I don't have those kind of resources to help you. But then I could drill down and I could say, well, what do you need a million dollars? Well, I want to do X, Y, Z. I need this X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. And I could, I could talk with you. We could drill down and we could drill down and we could drill down. And then it could come down to something as small as like, well, you know, I've just been trying to make sure that I have, you know, six months worth of bills saved up. That's why I want a million dollars. You know, if you, if you look then- at it. And then I, th- I think that's a great point. I think drilling down. So the, when, when I see servant leadership, I see, I see exactly what you're talking about and, and what, what you were just doing, what you were just recreating in the scenario is actually a, a counseling session. And, and it's something that surprisingly enough, the, the army, which I, which is where my wealth of, of knowledge and experience and leadership comes from it they are really, really heavily focused on counseling and development and leadership because every single position is a feeder position for leadership. There is no, there's no track in the military that exists where you can say, I'm just going to be really, really, really good at my job and I'm not going to lead. Like that's that, that, that position does not exist. There's no, the closer you can get, there are technical experts called warrant officers, but even them, they get put into positions of leadership as well. Um, so all of that to say that what you were just doing is an exact replica of a counseling of, of a good, a good quality counseling session between a leader and a subordinate. And I think where leaders get get really mixed up even in the military with this even though the structure is all there for them is that they want to make this a a one-way communication street or even even two equally a two-way communication street and the reason that this tends to happen is because it is up to the leader to frame how the counseling is going to go to frame how the conversation is going to go in the sense of like we're like I want to help you. I want to be here for you. I want to support you, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm doing, I'm lending myself to you in a particular way. Like um, if I, if in those way, and I say that because those ways matter because what you're saying needs to be true. Right. So if I, if I can't say that I'm going to be there for you in, in every single capacity of life that you may have an issue with when I'm not actually willing to put myself there. So if I'm willing to be there for you in your professional development and to help you surge through and, and break through all of the ceilings within the company, within this organization, then that's exactly what the framing that I'm going to have to do. And I, I may even be willing to help you in your personal life to shore up your foundation to ensure that you are as, as successful as possible. You know, if you need help finding a sitter for your kid so that you can show up like, man, I got you. Let's, let's figure it out. You know, shoot, bring your kid in. Like, is that, is that really going to mess up what's going on in the office? Like bring them in um, and things like that. But what I really, really, really liked what you did was something that I think that we've talked about before. And, and it, it's not something that either of us have created, but it's, it's like the seven whys, right? It's the figuring out 
what is your real purpose? And what you were just, so if I came to you in that scenario and I was like, man, I just need a million bucks. Like I just, if I had a million bucks, I would be set. Like I would be able to really passionately pursue everything. And I think that I'd really be able to help people. And what you were doing is like, you're like, well, why? Like, why, why is it a million dollars? And then again, the question can even be like, why do you need money? And you're like, oh, well, I need money because I need to be able to pay my bills. Like, oh, okay. Well, like what, what bills or like, why is it important that you pay your bills? Like, oh, well, you know, I have a house and you know, I have to pay my mortgage. And if I don't pay my mortgage, then I'm going to get kicked out. And then I'm going to lose the, the security for me and my wife and our children. Like, oh, okay. So it's, so it's, imp- it's important for you to main- make sure that you have security for your family. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's like, that's my paramount. That's the reason why I want to make money. You know, it's, it's, it's not for traveling. It's like, it's, I am the leader of my household. You know, I am the breadwinner. I need to make sure that that there's three squares on the, on the dinner table every day. And everyone's got a safe place to go home to. Oh, okay. That's your why. So let's start from there and let's focus on, on the why and like, okay, well now we can look at security. We can look at what you need in order to, to make sure that you feel that you're providing effectively for your family. Maybe it's not a million dollars. Maybe, maybe it's $2,000 this month, you know, and, and it's, but it, or maybe it's not even money. Maybe it's just food. Maybe if like you, if I had you over for dinner, you know, like that would make all the difference in the world. Just, you know, a, a couple nights a week, boom, that's, you know, that, that does it up. That frees up that dispensable income, things like that. But it's, it's really huge. You did it. You it was perfect. How <laughs> you broke it down. I was like, I was just diving into the the why. Like what and the reason that's perfect is that it removes all of the focus from you as a leader and it puts it all on the person. And that, in my opinion, that's servant leadership. That's you're serving them by by shutting up and listening. And then being there to help to be a part of the process to help facilitate the solution together. And what I think we often get mixed up when, when those of us that have been in positions of leadership and those of us that are in positions of leadership now, where I think that we tend to go wrong is that when we think about leadership, we think we need to be out front. We need to be the one on the soapbox. We need to be the one that's heard. We need to be the one that's seen. People need to be seen as following what we say, because in that, that's where we, that's where we uh, like get the feeling of leadership. I feel like I'm leading when I'm saying things and people are, are following through and working hard to accomplish those, those items. Now, the question is like, well, how do you do that? How do you, how do you say things? And then, and then have people do what you say. And it's like, well, you have to provide purpose. You have to provide direction and you have to provide, provide motivation, right? Like those, those are the tenants. And, and I like, I'm leaning really heavily on my army experience because that is the beginning part of the definition of, of leadership in the army, provide purpose, direction, and motivation. And I, and now all of my NCO friends are going to kill me because I don't remember the rest. Something about bettering the unit. <laughs> um, but it's, it's all, it's it, the, it, those big three, those big three are the ones that leaders do. And so then it, then it turns down into 
almost a matter of, of style. People feel like, oh, that's not my style of leadership. You know, I, I do it like this. Like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But regardless of your style, like there has to be servant leadership or there has to be another way to say this. If, if people are getting kind of lost in the verbiage is compassionate leadership. It's where, it's where you're looking at the people in your organization as people. And you're looking at your, your focus as a leader is investing in those people. The leader doesn't invest into the company anymore. He's hired the people that are like, break this down all the way to the beginning, right? Like there is a person, guy, girl, whatever. And they're like, I want to run a business because I have a dream. I have a, I have a purpose. I want to do this now. I've, I've done well enough where I can bring other people on and I can pay them money to help them fulfill my vision, my purpose. So it's how do I get them inspired by my vision and my purpose, right? Cause it's, that's where it is. Like, are they aligned? Do they, do they agree? It goes into like the hiring process because if you're battling someone who doesn't agree with your vision, then there was a mistake that's already happened, right? Like there needs to be a reevaluation of, of the people you have in your organization. If, if you have people that work for you that don't believe in what you do, then, there, then there's a reassessment period that needs to happen. But if you have that shared and common belief that the end state is worth pursuing, then you don't have to invest. You don't have to worry about investing in getting to the end state. You've hired the people. Those are your investments to get to your end state. You brought them on because they can do things you can't do. And now investing in them and, and giving them room to be creative, giving them room where they can fail and say something stupid and try out weird, crazy ideas. Like that's, that's it. That's servant leadership. That's, that's serving those people and allowing them the room to operate. Hey, you make a lot of good points, Matt. I feel like uh, <clears throat> that's a great way to kind of sum up the episode because we're at our 15 minute mark. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that I, I really would like to do some more of these topics on servant leadership. I feel like it is, uh, it's just a, it's a basic form of leadership and it is a, uh, not a self-serving form of leadership, but it's a selfless form of leadership. But it is self-serving because it's so gratifying and it's so enriching when you're able to help other people with what they want to do and it aligns with what you're trying to do right you know so like the stuff that you're doing you know i'm not building courses and i'm not you know working with clients like that i'm not really interested in doing that you are doing that and you know but it's it's very similar to like what we're doing with this show you know we're talking about leadership topics self-development topics and things like that and i think it's good to kind of parlay that back and forth you know, some of the best leaders that I've ever um, paid attention to or ever noticed, they, they're very straightforward, very simple with their language. Um, they try not to muddy up the waters because, you know, if you, if you think about who's your audience, you know, when you're serving other people and you think about who your audience is, who's going to listen or who's, who's going to hear it. Uh, it kind of goes back to that leadership versus management. I think people, sometimes they build up in their head, like, Oh, well, this is what a good leader does. This is what a good leader does. This is what a good leader does. And they might be managing tasks. 
or they might be managing, you know, like you're talking about with the hiring process or whatever, somebody's on there, they might be managing that behavior in the workplace or whatever, right? Those are management tactics. Leadership, you know, kind of piggyback off of what you're saying is being able to decide, okay, well, you know, we thought this was a good fit. First six months is a good fit. Now, you know, we see some changes, some behavioral changes. You know, the person shows up late, person's late from lunch, the person, you know, leaves early, they they miss work a lot or whatever. We see some behavioral changes. They might not be engaging in, you know, the team meetings or they might not be as responsive on an email or something like that. You know, all these little, little indicators, you know, just like in a relationship. And good leadership, you know, you're able to recognize that through environmental scanning, you know, and checking out the situation and constantly being on top of it. Um, but it also takes a lot of service to be able to go to a person and say, hey, <clears throat> you know, what's going on? Uh, well, I just found out that my mom has cancer. You know, um, not that a lot of people are going to tell you that right in front, but that's a you know, real life situation. Well, that's, that's honestly, something that could affect that, them. All of that feeds into the environment that you create. Like, are you creating a servant leadership type of environment? Because if you if you've created and, and say you have like levels of leadership where you have you have managers and leaders and supervisors, and but you're there you have built in to the system like times when counselings will happen and they will happen on a regular basis. You could tie it into paydays. Like, hey, it's the first day of the month. This is when everyone gets paid. And guess what happens when everyone gets paid? We all sit down. We're shutting down the shop for the for half the day. And the whole purpose is we're going to do one-on-one counselings. And we're going to do that every single month. And, uh-huh. and it's going to be servant leadership style. Like you are going to be, leaders are going to be going into it to create the space for the, their subordinates to communicate with them what's going on with them. And that, and, and when you have leaders that do that and that are motivated to do that, you create an environment where that person whose mother has cancer already told them, they already told the leader because they, because they, they trust them. It builds a, a, a relate, just like you said, it builds a relationship there instead of, instead of a, a, a colleague ship, you know, instead of a, a supervisory ship. You know, it's you're 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 when you treat people like humans, they treat you in return like humans. You're letting very unlikely to get somebody who's going to walk out on the job without notice because they're really pissed off one day when you're when you have when you've embraced the servant leadership style when you you are honestly engaging with them about the things that matter to them on a consistent basis. That's probably the thing that matters the most is the consistent basis one. If you're coming and and schedule it. Don't be afraid to schedule it. It's just because it's it's on the calendar doesn't mean it has to be super regimented and all rigid. You know, it can be very loosey goosey, but like it's gonna happen on that day. You know, like this is yeah, you know just uh, uh, kind of add to what you're saying there, uh, and uh, kind of go back to what I was saying with the person has cancer. The uh, situation that changed their behavior at work was a personal situation that you know kind of permeated and rippled effect. You know, all the way through like their performance or whatever. So it's not necessarily that the person is having poor performance because they want to. It's just that they're 
you know, having a hard time coping with the situation. And that actually, that's a real life situation that happened uh, to one of my coworkers, um, a friend of mine um, at a job one time. And they were a great performer, um, but then their mom got cancer, and it's like they just they just kind of tanked because you know their her, their mom was like you know their everything. And but kind of going back to what you're saying with that too is, um, you know, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? I'm trying to think of his name, Tim. Oh man, I can't think of his name, but he he talks about people that like to play office. And they have meetings upon meetings upon meetings to have meetings about meetings about meetings. And, you know, so there are a lot of folks who they can do stuff more effectively because they have intention and they have that follow through with the action. Um, and again, kind of going back to the nuance between like leadership and management, the being proactive and trying to get ahead of the curve, you know, it's great. You know, you want to do that. You know, you want to do that. But sometimes people play office during that, and they think that they're being good leaders, but they're not. They're being ineffective because, you know, if we have four meetings about something that is not resolved and it's something minor, like, hey, what are we going to have, uh, you know, what are we going to uh, focus on next quarter uh, for our growth or whatever? What, what, what area of sales are we going to go? Because, you know, the sales cycle goes back and forth, back and forth. What area are we going to work on? And then you have another meeting. Well, what area are we going to work on? Whatever, you know, there's there's a place, agenda, and a length, you know, are good three indicators for any kind of meeting. You know, you have to have a place. You have to meet. You have to have an agenda. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to decide on? Or what are we going to put on the table? And the length, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, whatever. But in corporate culture or office culture or whatever you want to call it, uh, people kind of get caught up in the motions you know they they're they're just playing the motions and they get caught up in that that's not servant leadership servant leadership is okay how do we focus on the individual needs and how can i service that person in leadership so in these meetings you know i i respect your time you respect my time you might not respect my time but i'm going to respect your time vice versa it doesn't matter you, there's all kinds of situations. You can talk about a million different uh, options and whatever. Any kind of scenario you want to you want to come up with, it doesn't matter. You go into that situation, even when, like for example, we talked about difficult people before. You know, dealing with difficult people. You go into that situation like, how can I serve this other person? You know, how can I make this more effective? How can I, you know, be enriching? You know, even if it's a difficult situation, like, you know, like you're talking about and we were talking about uh, approaching somebody who's having uh, behavior problems or they're having lack of performance or whatever. If you go from that perspective of how can I serve this person and it might be uh, this is not fitting, you know, this is not working out for you. It might be that difficult situation or that difficult conversation. But if you go into it with that mindset of how can I be of service with this other person? It takes practice, just like any of the stuff that we're talking about. It takes practice. I don't have the answers for everybody. I, I really wish I could tell you, you know, what's the ABC answer. I don't know it. I just don't know it. But I can tell you what works for me, and I can tell you what doesn't work for me. And I'm not a person. I don't like people that play office. I just I think it's a waste of time. And there's a lot of folks out there. I don't like nepotism. I don't like cronyism. I don't like the good old boy system. 
I don't like any of that stuff. So when I, when I feel like it's, you know, that's the way things are, I look at it, how can I serve myself? How can I serve them? And how can I make sure that I'm not infringing on my morals or how can I make sure that I'm not doing something that I shouldn't be doing, you know, morally? Um, how can I serve this person? So, you know, if somebody, you know, for example, if I'm working with a difficult person on my job, how can I serve this person? How can I help this person? How can we get the work done and still be able to, you know, work together, even if they don't like me or whatever? How, you know, how can I do that? And that a lot of times that's, you know, me being a servant leader, a leader to myself saying, hey, how can I get through this situation? So I don't know. We could go on and on and on forever, man. But, uh, you know, I think we got to wrap it up. I think everybody's going to be like, what is this? It's going forever. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good, nice, good, so. long one to kick off leadership. And that's uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be the challenge is that leadership is so important. It's such, and it goes beyond the office. It's it's how you interact with your relationships, how you interact with your spouse and your children, and mm-hmm. and, and and this is this permeates all aspects of life because it really is it's a relationship thing that we're talking about. And so, um, I hope that you guys really appreciate it. I hope you guys got a lot out of it. I know that we we went over time, but it's because this stuff matters so much. And so um, next week, we're going to be bringing another aspect of leadership to you guys. I'm really excited about it. And I, I love the fact that this is our series now, because now more than ever, I feel like is, is we are in dire need of leadership. And we can't look, if we're waiting for the world to provide it, you're, you're going to be holding your breath for a long time. So we, ha- we can start providing it on our own, on an individual level and start impacting the people that we love the most and the people that we interact with the most. So that's what we're here to do. Thank you so much, Adam. This is a great series. This is a great topic. And I appreciate your insights, brother. I- I'm looking forward to uh, talking more with you about this because there there's a million different aspects of leadership. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. You know, when you're talking about the counseling part earlier, you know, honestly, I, I'm not a veteran. I was never active duty. And um, I didn't know that that was part of the training, uh, part of the, the, the core regiment that y'all do. I think it's great because, you know, it, it goes back to human needs and what we all need, you know. And obviously, the military has, you know, they have an effective method of doing things. So, you know, I'm glad to hear that the, that's the way they do it. I'm excited about this, uh, this new series of leadership. I feel like if you can lead yourself, you can lead anybody. You can do it. So. Exactly where it starts. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. And we will see right. you again next week.